What is up, people? It is Dave. It is Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Danish thrash machine Hate Sphere. The band's new album, Hatred Reborn, is out on March 24th via Scarlet Records. So, uh, album number 11. Yeah. <laughs> which follows up their 2018 album, Reduced Flesh. Uh, this album also sees the band joined by new vocalist Matthias Uldal, who is also known for his vocal duties in Royal Deceit. Uh, the album was produced, mixed, and mastered by Hugh Madsen at yeah, it was. Home Studios. Yeah, it was. Um, this is a 10 tracks long, officially, but it does come with two additional bonus tracks. So the full runtime is about 50 minutes for the uh, for the 12 tracks. So, uh, hate sphere. Um, so, Duncan, some might say you've got a bit of a past. <laughs> we have yeah. a past for hate sphere. Well, I would never I have. I would never have known about hate sphere if it wasn't for you. Well, yeah, well, that's true. Okay, and we've that. been listening to them now for what? At this point, almost twenty years. Um, so the Gojira gig was two thousand and six. That they opened yeah. for them. So, so yeah, almost about oh five or six years yeah, now. Yeah. So about seventeen years would be wait sphere. Um, I don't know what you're alluding to. So <laughs> me, no, uh, not, not at all. are a bit of an anomaly, right? In that they're a band that have had mm. almost consistent lineup changes every second album now mm. for the best part of over a decade. Yep. Yet yep. they still, and a lot of it's down to Pepe who does the guitars, but yep. like they still manage to keep a particular sound, which at mm-hmm. times is this one more than any is that is probably the closest they went back to kind of sickness within the era, mm-hmm. kind of hate sphere. We'll talk about the vocals and how the vocalist sounds very similar to a friend of ours. Um, but yeah, like many, many moons ago, Dave's joking around, many, many moons ago, uh, a friend of ours that, does, that now does a lot of recording, we talk about him quite a bit, we love you, Jakob, um, left the band um, and I may have auditioned and travelled across the orders. I believe, Pepe will correct us here if he's checking this out, I believe their practice studio is right next door to Ant Farm, so I might be wrong about that. So I might have been like within spitting distance of Chew Madsen. <laughs> I'm sure that's where they like. Um, I might be completely wrong, but I mm. think I'm right. <laughs> I think I'm right. But yeah, I travelled over to Aarhus, yeah. uh, spent a couple hours with the guys, jammed out some songs. Easily one of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life. As you can tell by where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> didn't get the job <laughs> not better about it at all will not this affect is, my grade so when it gets his revenge will not affect my grade at all will not but like like i i love i i love about hate sphere hate sphere are one of those bands where it's a variation on a theme but before you hit play you kind of know what you're going to get mm. um and it it depends and i'll be honest there are albums that haven't resonated as well with me in the last decade and a bit yeah. Some have hit the mark a bit better than others. Yeah. Um, I wasn't huge on the last album, if I'm honest. I thought it was good, but mm. I thought it was relatively unmemorable. Yeah. Um, but I'd like I still, on regular occasion, will go back to the Yakabera 
hate sphere. I'll spin Valley of the Brute. I'll spin Sickness Within. You know, I will spin those albums. Yeah. And I get back to my happy place. Like, I think at one time we joked that they were like, they were like the Danish Slayer. Mm-hmm. If Slayer had never written uh, a new metal <laughs> album or any of the <laughs> other stuff they did. Yeah. And listening to this, it's still kind of there. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that's the bit that I smiled about the most is mm. that like these guys just know how to write a fucking thrash album like mm. it like it like it was nothing mm. um so yeah yeah you could see <laughs> i have it's all of you though i mean that's the thing like we still like yeah. we'll drive it to like a gig or whatever like that and you'll still occasionally throw in a bit of hate sphere oh, yeah. now and again which is kind For of sure. fucking amazing so yeah i mean yeah i I was yeah I got in the band probably oh five oh six um around the sickness within we saw them yeah. as I said with uh, Gojira and oh six and they were fucking incredible they were only Scottish day I believe they've yeah. never played Scotland since yeah. which is fucking criminal yeah hate sphere yeah. there there <laughs> hate sphere it's criminal um yeah and I was I was pretty much all in at that point I I loved like that that first era of the band was just incredible yeah. like I was following their kind of every move I was the same as you I kind of. I think from about uh, to the nines, I think, probably yeah. onwards, I felt like it became a little bit hit and miss. Um, it was almost a revolving door as well. The musicians changed yeah. relatively regularly. Changes, yeah. so. I think, yeah, obviously they had the vocalist changed a couple of times, the drummer changed, the bassist, I think one of the guitarists changed as well. So, like, there were changes within the band, um, and I think you could hear the effects of that kind of trickling down into the albums. I know, as you said, the main songwriter is still peppy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But... One person doesn't make a band. Um, no, no, no. The other right. members, I'm sure, were feeding into the songwriting process at times too. Um, now, there were albums of theirs that I liked from the last 10 years. Um, yeah, I've I had think a couple of bangers. I liked, uh, I liked Murder Lust from 2013. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, the last album, I'm the same as yourself, I thought it had some good moments, but I think it was maybe just a little bit of a kind of consistency issue for me on, on the last one, and that happened in a couple of their, their, their previous albums. Um... This album, though, let's get into this. Um, what were your thoughts on this new album? What did you think? I, I, I'll put my cards on the table. I think this is pretty fucking rad, right? Okay. So, uh, because those complaints that I had about the previous album not being memorable have almost been addressed on this one. It's mm. a highly memorable album. Yeah. Um, so it it shows it shows a bit of. <laughs> It has like a real call to the nineties that I kind of love about it, like nineties mm. thrash. Um, it opens with Awakening, which is uh, pretty much an acoustic guitar. Well, it's not acoustic guitar, but it's clean guitar, kind of driven yeah. melody and all the rest, kind of uplifting. And then kicks into Hatred Reborn title track, which is a fine track, mm. but it kind of feels like it's as it kind of feels like if you were on a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. And the the kind of start of it is the Awakening. Hatred Reborn is starting to go up to the first dip and then Cutthroat kicks in, which is the first single. Hatred Reborn is everything that you expect from Hatesphere, right? Mm. Like, right down to it, it's like rapid fucking thrash drumming. As a kind of, doesn't have like a thrash riff per se, it's kind of like almost like a triple pick, like that, but there's Mm. a really fucking cool fast drum beat underneath it. And this is like when the vocals hit in, and the first (laughs) thing I thought is Mini Jakob. And yeah. I was like, fucking, I, I thought like, I am borderline obsessed with Jakob Bredel's vocals from mm. the early Hatesphere albums because he has a range which 
like does not befit a man his size. Like it hits those really high, kind of almost tonal screamy things, but has like this guttural growl and a really cool mid range. Mm. Their new vocalist can do all that, but yeah. he's got an extra weapon in the arsenal, and that is specifically tonal screaming, mm. which is fucking bitching on this, right? Yeah. That like is such a like it doesn't surprise me he's in another band because he sounds Mm. super fucking confident like like you know i've got this guy's just like where's the mic you know that sort of thing um so like the first track kicked in and chew madsen fair play to the guy <laughs> this turns that this guy can actually record shit <laughs> but he's managed to capture a kind of once again a kind of raw 90s vibe here yeah. this is not overproduced at all um mm. not that he's guilty for that but if you look at the the length and breadth of bands he's produced He's done everything from the really like supremely technical to like the the blistering other side of things, and he's got like it's almost as if he's got the hate spheres like <laughs> all the presets saved. Yeah. Like Q hate spheres in, yeah. and it just works. Yeah. Uh, so hatred reborn kind of is a great introduction to the new lineup. Cutthroat though is where things Ooh. like level up. What a fucking track, man! Yeah. What a fucking track is blistering. Like mm. you, I, I you cannot fucking not headbang. When listening to this song, I was I was just I was just so fucking happy. I was just so so happy. <laughs> so it's one of the lead singles. Um, yeah. We'd already talked about it before. I loved. I, I absolutely loved this one, and it gave me hope. It gave me hope that we we're going to get kind of great things here. Mm. Dude, this album just like right left right left you because we jump into Grave Digger. Grave Digger is fucking savage. Like mm. it's like absolutely amazing. Like just a really catchy fucking angry chorus. And another one that just hits you with like just blistering speed, mm-hmm. like just like nothing. I, I love those kind of just fucking rapid drumming as mm-hmm. if it was nothing. And eleven albums in, these guys still have riffs for days. I know. I know. Like and the, like at times you get almost kind of better written Slayer solos. Yeah. No offense to the Slayer. I love a Slayer solo, but they're. Yeah. Are more for atmosphere and filling space than for being <laughs> memorable. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of more of that. There's a couple of solos in here that are edging on the Pantera. Mm. Like um, specifically, I think oh, it's yeah. on nine one eight. Like there's a like he hits a couple of notes and I'm like, oh fucking dime by Daryl, just like shivers. Yeah. Uh, so Gravedigger Savage nine one eight kicks in. It's fucking amazing. Um, Darkspawn kicks in. It's fucking amazing. And then. They do the old... You can tell this band have been around for a while. They do mm. the... We're reaching track seven. Then we bring it down. Yep. Uh, track seven kicks in. It's a little bit longer than the others. It brings back those clean elements from earlier on. Mm-hmm. So it's... I love that as well. I hate bands that have like a clean opening and then we never revisit it. Yeah. Or a band that does a, like, electronics and weird glitchy noises on their intro track. <laughs> And it's nowhere else on the album. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Why is yeah. that there? Get that to fuck. Mm. It's not indicative of your sound. They do it here. The truest form of pain um, has this big, like, like huge sound about it. Reminded me a little bit of, um, not in style, but in terms of placement. We recently reviewed the Man Must Die album. Mm-hmm. And that did exactly the same thing. Like, older bands note that when you reach the midway point, give you something a bit bigger. Like, mm. add those, those elements in. 
And I was I, I was loving that track. I thought I added a change of pace, like a slower one. It was more methodical and all the rest. Then you get maybe the catchiest song on here in Brand of Sacrifice, not to mm. be confused with the band, Brand of Sacrifice. This is the track, mm. Brand of Sacrifice, which is another just stone cold banger. Mm. Um, and then the album's like down to its last two. I'm not going to talk about the Digipack bonus tracks at this moment, but we're kind of bringing it down. And A Violent Compulsion is kind of no frills hate sphere, if I'm being honest. It's kind of it's, it's shorter, it's thrashier, it does what it needs to do. And then it closes with Spitting Teeth, which is a fine closing song. Mm. It's not overly yeah. memorable it's yeah. not it's not like it's not doing anything the rest of the album hasn't done mm. but you know it brings it to it brings it to a conclusion mm. there are a couple of bonus tracks in here um uh, which we got i don't know if you buy the album if you automatically get them or if you pay a bit more i'm so removed from buying physical media now it's unbelievable um but on the digipack bonus version you get a scorpions cover of another piece of meat mm. which is fun um, I know Pepe had his, he, he had a kind of side project thing he was doing, which was kind of eighties inspired, kind of not hair metal, but it was influenced by like eighties metal. Yeah. Um, and it, it it works. I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Scorpions, and mm. this is clearly a lot heavier. Um, and it's fine for what it is. I don't mm. think it is necessarily great, but you do get the Fallen Shall Rise and the River of Blood live. As well, it's a good live recording. Um, mm. It's a great song, to be honest. So, a couple of extra things, notwithstanding that, if they weren't on here, you're still getting a great album. Mm. Um, I don't think this is necessarily the best Hate Sphere album I've listened to. I think mm. those days are maybe gone now. Mm. But it warms my heart so fucking much that Hatred Reborn, aptly named, yeah. feels like the band kind of coming together with a lineup and with a sound and with a vibe that almost feels like that that kind of mid-2000s era hate sphere kind of reinvented mm. for the 2023. We've seen them live. They kill it fucking live. I've been in a practice room with them live and they fucking kill it live. Mm. Um, and they're, they're sort of, they've almost become like a like a safe bet. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get a bad Hate Sphere album. I think it's always going to be in the range of a 3.5 to a 4.5. Mm. I don't know if we'll ever get that five again. Yeah. Um, to me, Sickness uh, Sickness Within is a five-star album. I fucking mm. adore it. don't yeah. know if we'll ever get there, but... I mean, if the worst thing I can throw at this band is it isn't the best album they've ever written, but it's fucking bitching. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the lineup they have now... And the sound that they have now is the most exciting lineup yeah. they've had in over a decade. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them do more with this. I think their vocalist is fucking great. Uh, and the very last thing I would say is, um, like we mentioned, that Chu Madsen is like a, a, a savant. He, he really is. He, he manages to just be one of the most reliable, dependable uh, producers of like the last 25 30 years mm. and he shows it here as well um the production on it is, is great it really yeah. does just everything is crystal fucking clear um and yeah so i i'm i'm super excited because mm. yeah there's a degree of bias i know some of the guys in the band and um you know I, 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 i've been a fan for many many years but no one 
was rooting for this one to be <laughs> as good as it was more than I. I genuinely, every time the announcer are doing something else, I'm excited to hear it. Mm. And this one lived up to the excitement quite a bit for me. So yeah. um, I'm interested with you, Dave, because like you say, you are in, out, in, out. Mm. Uh, but you know the same people I know uh, mm. with this particularly former vocalist. And um, you've been following them right through. This is not a band that either one of us have dropped off the nope. radar with. We d- have listened to everything this band has ever put out. So where does Hatred Reborn stack mm. up for you? Yeah, um... Yeah, I think my excitement was was higher on this one. Um, the previous album. Is that album. from the single or yeah, from the singer? From um, the singer, right? Because I've been I've been listening to his other band for a while. All right, cool. Um, Royal Deceit are fantastic. Um, and when I'd heard that he had joined Hatesphere, I was like, oh right, fuck, that's unexpected. Did not mm. see that coming. Um, because he has he has an absolutely stellar voice. The other band that he's in, Royal Deceit, he does like pure clean melody and his melodies uh-huh. are phenomenal like mm-hmm. really really good vocalist um so i was like what is going what is going on here what is he going to do in hate sphere is it going to be the same is it going to be different who knows um i think um <laughs> i think he is i think he is the, the the personality that's been missing from hate sphere for a mm. little while um no disrespect to the the previous vocalist i've had um, because they were, you know, very good at what they were doing, but for me, they didn't stand out massively. They're um, stalwart. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, that is not the case with this album or this new vocalist. As soon as the first track kicks in, "Hatred Reborn," you could hear the difference instantly. Like Matthias is is moving between multiple <laughs> registers. Like he's got real. He's, He's high end. He's got so much rasp in it, yeah. um, but he can just seamlessly switch into those really like deathly kind of roars as well, which we haven't, you know, really been treated to for a while. Um, <laughs> other guys could do it, but like yeah. it, it never had the impact. I feel it didn't have the impact as it did, you know, in those those, those early albums. Um, and there's a, there's a lyric in that that first track, um, "The taste of blood leaves me wanting more." And when he hit that line. Mm. I was like, oh my God, that was fucking amazing because it, it starts really high and then yeah. by the time he gets to the end of the sentence, he's really hitting a really, really low note there. Um, so the, the, the blending of his screams is fantastic. Um, they also like to kind of layer up some of his screams as well. So they mm-hmm. do like a high and a low together. Yeah. Um, and there's a really clever effect because you can really hear it. It comes through on, on cut through on track three um, and it just really adds to the kind of delivery of his, uh, of his lyrics. But... In general, I think he sounds incredible on this album. Um, I think he's added um, a character back into the band yeah. from a, a vocal perspective. Um, there's also no real cleans on this, which I was like, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you're not, like that. You the dude can sing and what yeah. that. Who was that in the Scorpions yeah. cover? I was like, like, yeah, no, I was <laughs> like hmm, okay, fair enough. Um, it does, but it does a lot of that in Royal Deceit. So. Another side of that, I was thinking, okay, I understand why he's not done that with Hatesphere. He's keeping these bands completely separate. The vocals are different on both bands. Plus, Um, it's not something Hatesphere has ever had before. Yes, that's true. Um, But he does bring to the table tonal melody, as you mentioned. His tonal melody is fucking incredible. I I love it. Jakob could kind of do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, but it was less actually, like, like... it was less actually melodic kind of dips and peaks. It was more he would hit a note. Yes, yep. And his yep. tonal scream that would just fit with the kind of root note of the riff. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, although there's no cleans, the, the the tonal stuff he does on like tracks like Nine One Eight or or Brand of Sacrifice, mm. um, really really good. Um, so not and totally different to to Royal Deceit as well. Um, I totally agree with you. I think musically, this feels like a bit of a nod to the to the older Hate Sphere material. Um, there's definitely that kind of early two thousand Hate Sphere vibes going on in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the grooves are here for sure, um, but it is mixed with like some kind of faster more punchy stuff that they've been doing on like the newer albums like mm-hmm. new hell or reduce the flesh um but what i like about this over those albums is the memorability of this album yeah. i think this one just sticks way more um and, and not just from a vocal point of view um even though i do think lyrically matthias has a better way of kind of getting in your head with his lyrics mm-hmm. Uh, but guitar-wise, I think the ideas and the riffs on on this do penetrate a bit more. Um, there, there's a lot of the classic hate sphere kind of traits, but I agree with you. There was lots of Pantera on this. Like, yeah, I, I caught it straight away. on on Cutthroat track three. There's a, a few lift, a little few little licks on on that track were very very dime bag. Um, but then there are moments where they go in a kind of opposite direction, and you get something a bit heavier and darker, like on yeah. uh, Dark Spawn. Um, I think I think for the most part I think this album keeps you completely on board like there's enough um, like moments on this that will keep you engaged um, whether in the form of a really like cool groove um, or a catchy chorus from Matthias um, it's not anything I haven't heard done before by the band um, but I think they've picked a really good selection of songs that have balance mm-hmm. catchiness there's enough satisfying heavy parts and there's a lot of energy in this as well um, the only track that I didn't really see the need for was A Violent Compulsion. Yeah. Um, it felt, but when I read the, the, the track title, I was like, oh, here we go, A Violent <laughs> Compulsion. Um, but it was a little bit underwhelming. Um, yeah. It's completely instrumental as well. There's there's no vocals. Yeah, it kind of feels sounded... like, a, like a transition into the last song, but it doesn't. And I also think there's some of the notes in A Violent Compulsion that are almost a nod back to The Awakening, which is fine. Mm. Right. Once again, it's it's fine, but I I kind of feel like it's it's kind of lost considering the, the, the if it was a closing song, then mm-hmm. I kind of get it. But yeah. then Spitting Teeth comes in, mm-hmm. and then you're like, all right, so there's something else. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, it just it just I didn't think it was really needed. I thought it added a little bit of unnecessary length to the album, mm. um, and there was no vocals on it either. But I kept thinking. There should have been vocals. I don't know. It was just about a weird number. Um, yeah. And then the last track, I agree with you, the Spitting Teeth, um, maybe just didn't land with as much impact as I was kind of hoping for. It's the kind last of track. straight down the middle hate sphere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not doing anything. Which is it's weird because you like you can almost feel like there's there's some there's some level of a kind of combination of Spitting Teeth and Violent Compulsion as one track together yeah. that mm. might have given you that finality. Yeah. Um, the two bonus tracks, um, I kind of like these. Um, I thought the the, the Scorpions track, um, that track is originally from like the late 70s, yeah. um, but this is like way heavier, way <laughs> faster. Um, they've kept some of the the essence of it. Like it still has that, the chorus still has a bit of a sing-along feel, um, which I like. Um, I'm, and I'm not even usually a huge kind of cover song guy, but I actually thought their, their cover was really good. 
Um, and then the second track is the, the live version of uh, The Fallen Shall Rise in the River of Blood, which is from uh, The Sickness Within. Um, I love that album. Mm-hmm. Um, so to hear it played live with the current lineup was pretty cool. Um, and I think it sounds just as savage um, as it did when we heard it back in, in also 2006. Also makes you wonder if knowingly the band know that their new album is maybe of a particular era and that's mm-hmm. why that live song was chosen to go in there. It fits. fits it totally it fits the, yep. the vibe of the album. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can hear uh, Matthias is, you know, fantastic live as well. He's, you know, he's got big shoes to fill from the guys that have been there previously. Some of them huge Giant shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think he does a great job, and even like obviously it was Jacob that was on that album originally. But I yeah, think right, Matthias yeah. or Matthias does a really good job. Um, that's when I knew kind of like the goosebumps I got when Hatred Reborn comes in was apt. Where I was like, that oh, he really does have that kind of old school hate sphere. Yeah. So then you hear him on a track from that, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they've done, <laughs> they've they've chose the right guy. This yeah, is yeah. this is the guy. Um, yeah, and then finally, production wise, I think yeah, the production's a home run on this for me. Um, I don't think they ever have bad productions, to be honest. Um, but they're always working with two Madsons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, for for me, sometimes it's maybe just a like a, a choice of how they've mixed something or produced it. You know, maybe it's not been just bang on. But I, I feel like on Hatred Reborn, it, it sounds great across the board. Like the guitars are nice and chunky, mm. plenty of depth to them. Um, bass sits nicely in the mix, um, and the. Uh, the drums are nice and punchy, vocals are really well balanced, so I, I can't complain on the, the production side of it at all. Um, okay, so ratings, what do we think for Hatred Reborn? What you what you scoring this one? This gets a four. I'm over the moon that it gets a four. I yeah, yeah I like I say, I'm I'm really excited. You that way we get you shouldn't get nervous mm. for an album coming out, but I, I genuinely yeah, yeah. I do get nervous whenever hate sphere announced something. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm over the moon with it. I think it's I think the guys in the band should like feel very 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 satisfied that they brought this album um, out. I mean, if they ever want to play Scotland again, uh, one time, guys, one time. <laughs> Starting to think it's personal now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I I think I think they've they've hit a home run here. Mm. I think it is the the perfect mix like you said of the old school and the new school yeah. i think they've got a great vocalist now i think they clearly show no signs of slip no and you always get the feeling with them when you listen to them that like they probably they could probably release a double album mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. it always kind yeah. of feels like there's plenty left in the tank and that's exciting i think for old school hate sphere fans you're gonna love it for new school hate sphere fans you're gonna love it this is your first time listening to hate sphere you like just like fucking like balls to the wall kind of modern thrash metal mm. hate spheres your band man yeah. it really really is so four out of five for me nice um yeah i totally agree i think this is a four out of five as well um i think i think this is their best for a while i think it's it's it has some of that kind of early nostalgia it's got great grooves plenty of variance and tempo and rhythm and vocally for me they they found the man for the job i think he sounds fantastic on this um is it you know better than my favorite hatesphere albums no, but I've been listening to those albums for, as you said, almost <laughs> like 20 years. years yeah. <laughs> so. um, and I've kind of grown to love them more and more. So um, not, not quite as good as like The Sickness Within for me, as again, like one of my favourites, um, but a very, very strong album indeed. And one of my favourite albums they've done in a while. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, four out of five for me. Um, yeah, so this album drops on March 24th on Scarlet Records. Uh, links below to the band, uh, to the pre-order. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Um, that is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>